What's up, Nana Nation lovers and After 30 Podcast? What's up, everybody? Um, I just finished playing a game uh, called House Party with a whole bunch of guys from the podcast. It was a lot of fun. Check our Instagram at notafter 30 podcast on Instagram to see some pics of that. Um, okay, so where do we go with this? Uh, this is if this is your first time tuning into the Not After 30 Podcast because of the subject matter. Welcome to the Not After 30 Podcast. It is a podcast about uh, things that kind of relate to me. If basically the podcast is about life in your 30s while reminiscing about life in your 20s. Um, but I also like to kind of go off the beaten path and talk about things that really I'm passionate about or that I love. And in this case, it's bobbleheads. So if you're also a bobblehead collector, welcome to the podcast. We'd love to have you. Any feedback, reach out on Instagram or Facebook, Not After 30 Podcast. You find us both places, same name. Um, or you can reach us on Twitter, but we never check Twitter, nor do we we use it really. So uh, Twitter's an A30 podcast. But uh, I am joined by Mike Perconi for this podcast. Um, and in a nutshell, I don't know if I go into it in the podcast, but I had collected bobbleheads randomly. Uh, just if I went to the game or if someone gave me one, I had a couple in my collection. But once I met Mike and he told me about his collection, I started to grow uh, with the interest of, of bobbleheads. So that's kind of where my collection started. And at one point, I think I, got, I probably got to about 120, maybe 150 bobbleheads before I started scaling back uh, and selling some off. And now I just have a nice, te- nice neat collection. Wow. Um, with that being said, this podcast is number 162 in the Not After 30 podcast. We have a lot to offer. There is Tim Carr and the Midnight Owl, which dives deep into occult occurrences and supernatural occurrences uh it's kind of like an amateur's look at the supernatural it's a fun podcast to listen to and very intriguing and tim and his team do a wonderful job putting a great production together as well we have aaron chalupa and the awkward throat clear um it's aaron and his journeys in life he's a firefighter he's a brewmaster he is a world traveler follow him on his journey as well, brand new to the podcast, we have, wow, I had Mustard Podcast, John DeNoir and his crazy group of, of um, villains, I'm going to say, put together a very fun and very entertaining podcast. If you like The Simpsons, tons of Simpsons references, as well as we just drafted um, Tard Madness. Now, I'm going to leave that as is. You can kind of figure out what that says or what that means. Um, as well as the regular Not After 30 podcast, which we do everything that kind of um, kind of talks about life in our 30s while we kind of reference people who are in their 20s currently and kind of how the landscape's different. Um, we do a lot of talking about dating and relationships and sex and all those other good things. With that being said, enough of me jibber-jabbering. This is a brand new sub-series, Collections. Hopefully, we'll have one on vinyl coming up very shortly. With that being said, I want to thank Mike Perricone so much for his time and efforts on this. This is the Not For 30 Podcast, episode 162. This is the Not After 30 Podcast. A podcast about reminiscing about your 20s while surviving your 30s. Now, it's time for the show. What's up, Nada Nation and lovers of the Not For 30 Podcast? This is something brand new. It's an idea that I've wanted to do for at least two or three years now, maybe even more, maybe closer to four years. Uh, this is a brand new sub-series called Collections. Not the 30 Podcast presents Collections on the line with me via technology. 
the coach, our good friend and mentor, the coach, Mike Pericone. What's up, baby? Hey, man. Great to be with you. How you doing? You all right? I'm very good. Thank you for joining me. Um, we got some unfinished business. We're going to crack a beer. Yep. Uh, because that's how we do on the Not For 30 podcast. One, two, three. Oh. Beautiful. What you drinking, buddy? Okay. So this is a perfect segue into our collector story. I am drinking a beer that I've never heard before. It's called New Belgium Flat Tire. Um, okay. It is it. It is brewed by Steam Whistle Brewing. Uh, however, it is branded like an American beer from Colorado, so I assume that they're trying to pretend or licensing that. The funny story behind it is, is that recently, uh, my the area of collecting that I'm into specifically is bobbleheads and sports collectibles. But um, this, I went to go and sell a guy some bobbleheads, uh, and he worked at Steam Whistle, and he came out to give me money take my collectibles and gave me free beer. So he is my new favorite <laughs> collector and, um, yeah, buy steam whistle. There you go. Thank yeah, you. Joseph. Appreciate give, it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Send the, uh, send the Intel across the board. Let me- Hunt, dude, you got to hook up a trade with this guy. I'm telling you, we're going to sort. Yeah, it's great. Well, I'll, I'll put it. I mean, the uh, the good free people beer. at Steam Whistle—they've been very good to us. I mean, we we've mm. done two live on uh, locations at Steam Whistle, and they were both place. incredible. And they they said it last time we got the first time we got to do it, we 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 were at their regular boardroom. The next time we got to do it, we got to do it at the executive boardroom, Ooh. which stares at the sky dome it's it was insane Sweet. and they just kept they just kept giving us beers i think i think i can't remember the total but i think we drank 36 beers in the two hours we were there so well for anybody we, that goes down to a blue jays game and, and and you know that the cost of beer is just astronomical inside the dome i highly recommend going over to the roundhouse beforehand have a pop or two five bucks a pop and you know you just kind of just go in there you don't have to drink as much in the game you can just socialize with your buddies beforehand you know lee go an hour before and do it on a Saturday afternoon whenever yes. we get back to normal baseball. It's well worth it. I agree. Um, my man, so so you said it off the top as well. It's probably in the title of the podcast. We are talking bobbleheads um, and as all 10 of our listeners check out, mm. um, this is something very exciting for us. Uh, no, we we're going to post this in, the, in, in our bobblehead collectors group. Guys, get ready. This is super nerdy yes. that we're going to get into here. We're going to post it. We're going to get at least 45 people to listen to this. I promise yeah, you. Come and on, guys. Mark, when I, bought, when I bought one of my holy grails from Mark... Okay. is that his right? His? I can't remember. How to say. Anyways, I told, I asked him. I was like, "Hey, man, I'm thinking about this is now. This is we're going back three or three, or four years now." But I asked him. I said, "Hey, I'm thinking about doing this idea. Would you be interested in being one of the voices?" And he was down. So my apologies, Mark, if you're listening to this. I know once upon a blue moon we talked about it. Uh, we'll have you in for another one if that's the case. If you're still up for it. I'm a better uh, friend. Sorry, I take first. It's, I'm all, you know, it's the way it goes. It's the way she goes. You are an OG with the Nana Nation, so it's hard for me to, to say no. That's and, funny. I mean, going back, I mean, we've known each other 10 plus years, so it's hard to argue with that, too. 
Yeah, well, I, you know what, though? Because I want to talk about maybe, you know, this is probably how you're going to start, but I'd love to know how you got into collecting bobbleheads because I know you know that I know, you know my story, but I'd love to hear, like, from the leader of the show here. How did you get yeah. into it? I'm, I'm going to ask the question this time. All right, sounds good, my man. Listen, I don't mind being in the hot seat. for You know, scrambling for questions isn't always easy, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so uh, I had I had known, obviously, known about bobbleheads for a long time and didn't have too much of an opinion on them until one very sunny day in 2011 mm-hmm. and my favorite baseball player the one of the best second basements to ever mm-hmm. do it number 12 in your mm-hmm. program but number one in my heart roberto alomar uh had his i'm, I'm looking at it right now his yep. um baseball his uh baseball hall of fame bobblehead day and um, I, 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 at that point, I had only had one other bobblehead. And just by chance, you know, probably most of the listeners know, me and my buddies every baseball season do a road trip to a different stadium. Yep. And uh, maybe 2000 and oh, maybe nine, eight, maybe um, we, were, we, were, we went to Cleveland and they had a um, Travis Hafner WWE bobblehead with him with a belt. Nice. And uh, but we didn't even know. Like we just went, and this guy gives a ticket, and he's like, "You guys gonna buy tickets?" We're like, "Yeah, yeah, we're gonna buy tickets." We're just walking up to the gate. He's like, "You can have my ticket, but I get the bobblehead." We're like, oh, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, it's bobblehead night." I'm like, That's "Okay, get full money." Yeah, so that that was the first game I ever went to that they gave out bobbleheads. I didn't even think too much about it, but the right. Alomar game, the Alomar Alomar Hall of Fame game, I I put my buddy Todd, aka Crop Top, Todd Payne had his birthday the night before. Uh, Ju- July 30th and the next day was Alomar bobblehead day so I've been August 1 and uh, he was on his deathbed <laughs> and, and I, I he didn't him. guys he didn't die don't worry keep going no he was not he drank too much the night before I think I can't remember but I think he was celebrating his 30th birthday that might be that's probably wrong but whatever he was having a big birthday the night before he was hammered he was on his deathbed we, we grabbed him Gatorade water threw him in the back of the car he was barely dressed he was this big floppy mess. We drove downtown. We kicked him out. I said, Todd, like, if I don't get this bobblehead because of you, um, <laughs> we're not going to be friends. And I, I wasn't even collecting at the time. I, I, was, I was just a fan of Robbie Alomar. Yeah. And so that, that, that's how I, I got hooked into it. Dude, that's a and, great story. I can't believe we've never, never talked about that. That's honestly, yeah. that's, that's a blast. I like that. And you know what? nerding out on you it's one of the better bobbleheads in the blue jays catalog i think i'm glad you started with that that's cool well thanks man and then i mean now it it stood in my in my basement for a a long time by itself we have we have two we have one that Brittany got that is still in the box it's never seen the light of day and the one that i i got that i i've had on display for nine years now but um and this thing too like i don't know if it's because it's Alomar. I don't know if it's because I, 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 I kind of put it a little bit higher in my um, cattle comb of, of reasoning behind it. Yeah. But this bobblehead has survived so much. A couple of moves. Yeah. Uh, my, na- my neighbor was doing some rentals in their basement. The vibrations shook the wall that had the shelving and everything Oof. of our townhouse. And some of them died that day. This oh, one was all right. Terrible. I, was, I, I thought for sure his thumb broke off. And uh, when I realized it's, the way that the batting glove is, it's not a big deal. But um, yeah. I was so happy, man. Like, it, it survives a couple things. But um, 
Wow. Let, let's get into your origin story. I don't want to like, I, I, it was probably like a lot of back and forth, but th- for those who don't know, why don't you give your origin story and then we'll bounce around with a couple of our favorites, not so favorites and everything in between. Yeah. So I can give it pretty condensed too. So basically like I started collecting back in 2001. So that's 19 years ago at this point. And so that's half my life, which, which is crazy. And, um, it, I happened to go to a game in 2001 at the Blue Jays at the Sky Dome. They were giving out a Billy Koch bobblehead. I didn't think much of it at the time. And I got it and I came out home and took it out. And I'm like, this is pretty cool. And then I started looking into it in a bit more. And basically in the major leagues, they were starting to give them out as early as 1999, uh, just in small quantities in 2000. But in 2001, a lot of the teams took it on as a giveaway and it became a very popular item. Um, their most popular item more often than not for teams to give away. So I think a lot, it was sort of at the beginning of um, stadium giveaways in general, being a focus of like, you know, them marketing towards fans and getting the sponsors to pay for these things and really promoting the day. And more and more, like I've always been a Blue Jays fan. So I've always gone to games, even in the lean times, but um, you know, it's uh it just kind of evolved from there. I really liked it. And then I looked into it. I'm like, Oh, there's more teams that do this. So like I actually, at that point uh, in the internet, there wasn't, like Facebook groups and stuff like that that would have the day, but there was a, a message board and there was about less than 500, like, people from all over the world that had just kind of discovered this too and we all kind of got together and we we're like okay i guess we're all nerds this is great you guys want to trade and so that was the origin of like trading with people in america um finding connections at that point and so i got into that for a couple of years and then just kind of you know life got away from me took some time off and then which still didn't really realize that other people were into it too just always thought that i i, I thought it was cool and like i had a bunch from the early years and just kind of kept them and would trade with these people uh, and buy a couple off of ebay which is a common way of doing it and then so it kind of evolved and then you know later on and i'm in my college years and i'm hanging out with my friends and my 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 girlfriend became my wife at the time we started going to games and then i realized that they're oh i miss that roberto alomar i would kind of miss that period but afterwards it's like the jays are getting better oh edwin encarnacion i want to go to that game like i really like him that'll look good with my collection of stuff that i have from the old days and then from there it sort of spitballed into reasons to go to the blue jays as much as i wanted to now oh they're giving out brett laurie they're giving out jose reyes they're giving out whoever the hot player is at the time on the club and so it was a good reason to go to the games that i always wanted already wanted to and then that's kind of the way i focused my finances and my time and being able you know just you know the kids now and i bring the kids to the bobblehead games and you know we can get into it, but we're now we collect on facebook and we have these great little groups where we make trades and stuff so it's really evolved over time but it just started with just kind of like this is really cool um this is unique collectible it comes with my ticket to the game so i can still get value out of you know going and seeing the game that i love and the team that i love and all that kind of stuff and then it just spitballed into kind of a you know everybody's got their own little quirks and stuff like that but this is my this is my passion outside of my my family and and, and the game of baseball to be honest with you. it's just my my way of uh, passing the time and, and i met a lot of cool people along the way and obviously guys like you know we're friends from outside of this but we've found a common interest in it. and it's, it's been interesting the way it's kind of intertwined in my uh, in my life you know it's cool I, I have to agree and i love it um you so for the most part when we started doing our podcast together um when we started doing the Blue Jay Edition stuff, uh, mm-hmm. it's really where we started kind of talking about it. I, I remember you saying to me at, at some point in the old studio, 
oh, you collect bobbleheads? And I, I kind of did, and I kind of didn't, because mm-hmm. the, that Alomar one that I had um, for a couple of years before I even had a second one, um, one day I was looking, I'm like, man, it's kind of lonely. Like, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if, you know, like, it's it's just like one. And yeah. I'm a collections guy, right? Like, that's right. a big point of this, right. this thing. Like, I, think, I, think I, we, I think at heart we all are at some point in our lives. We've done little things like this. So, sorry, continue. Totally. You know, and, and, and for us, like, I mean, uh, we're almost the same age, but like we grew up in the 90s, 80s, 90s, um, where like, you know, baseball cards were still a big thing uh, big in, in our childhood, you know, yeah. and I was a bit, and of course, you know, the, I was 10 when the Jays got red hot and won a World Series. Mm-hmm. And that's that age where like people are gifting you things. So yeah. I got gifted a lot of baseball cards, even like I remember I was never into football <laughs> Don't get me started on that. I think there's a whole podcast dedicated to that, but right. I'm not into football. But I remember when I was in uh, grade four or five, my appendix erupted and I went in for surgery. And of course, the wave of friends and family that come to visit you, my uncle buys me this like big thing of it's all different types of sports cards, tons okay. of baseball, tons of hockey. But there's like three packs of like football cards and I opened them. I like flipped through my name. I, I was just looking for Bo Jackson. Right. And, it was, and that was like the only, like the Cause only, he, cause he was a baseball player. Cause he's a baseball player. Right. And so like, that was like the only guy, maybe Deion Sanders at the time. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Right. Probably Deion Sanders at the time. Probably but, Deion. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe like Jim Kelly, but like, I didn't know a ton of football players, nor did I sure. care for football. So that, that was always, that always made me laugh pretty hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it was just like a natural progression collecting things, and I had already been collecting, you know, Leafs things and hockey things and hockey sticks and a couple autographs here and there. I always had a couple collections on the go, but what really kind of gravitated towards bobbleheads is that they're they're kind of silly, right? Like when right. you think of them, absolutely. They're, 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 you know, and and I think because it's kind of silly, it becomes a little bit more. In fashionable is it, I don't know if that's a word, but no, it but becomes. I get what you. <laughs> no, saying. it's not a word. <laughs> you know, like you just you just become like infatuated with this idea of like, yeah, yeah it's kind of quirky, kind of silly, but it's free, yes. and you know, yes. I mean, in in a sense, it's free. I guess you're still paying for the ticket, ah. but um. But you know what, like I said, that's, I think that's the hook at the beginning. I really think it is, and I think you're right. It is silly, and it is a little. Odd, and it's I don't know. You know, we can talk about how people th- feel about our collections and stuff like that. But for me, in, in a couple ways, it's a it's a natural evolution for boys and their toys and action figures. Um, it's directed to what my adult. You know, I'm not into I'm not into Ninja Turtles and He Man and Transformers and any of that stuff anymore. I'm into I'm into sports, so it's a direction in that. Like that's kind of my 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 fun i prefer that to you know watching netflix and stuff i'd rather watch baseball or sports or whatever like that's just that's what i love to do so i think it's a good way that and then it's also like a cartoonish like like you said a caricature of what's going on and some of them are ridiculous and some of them are cool and it's just now you know seeing the progression from the 19 years from when i started when there was just like at first is i'm like okay there's like 30 of these that have ever been given away they used to make them back in the 1960s they you know there's there's different things that you can find but ultimately it's just it's it's amazing to see this honest i think there's a lot of sports fans that really look forward to these things because again like you know i don't really for me it's nice to focus on one thing if you're going to collect something like i might as well like 
it, it's nothing wrong with having a broad collection, but for me, it's easier to kind of focus on one thing because then I can kind of just go within that and you can build up, build it up the way you want to instead of like spreading out too much. Now I do have some other sports collectibles and things just like you. I went to games, got the free stuff from, you know, every Christmas, my goodness, from the time the Blue Jays won the World Series on, I was always getting Blue Jays stuff from all of my family and friends and I loved oh, yeah. it. Like I was happy to get it. Right. So, um, yeah, but for me, this has always just been the, you know, it's, it, it's gone off and on, you know, like the, you can, you can kind of get sick of it after a while because you can really, you know, I think it, to me, it's an addictive personality thing. And if you like to collect, you kind of have, you're feeling an, an addictive personality, which is not a bad thing as long as you control it. Right. But that's where the free part comes in. That's, I really believe, especially with this hobby and people think I'm crazy, but honestly, you can kind of collect for free. If you do it smart, you just get the, you get the thing, you know, the, the inherent value and the way of trading and making acquaintances and stuff like that. It's been invaluable to me to attaining the collection that I have, which is worth far more than, you know, the, the money I put into it. So it's, it's really cool. And that, and that part of it has been kind of a cool pursuit for me too. You know, I don't know about you, but it's always fun to get that deal. It's kind of a rush, right? It's funny. Totally. And that's exactly what it is. Like uh, one of my favorite shows, um, and now like talking about like nerd life and that. So one of my favorite shows, they're all kind of along the same lines, but, um, American pickers on the history channel is one of my favorite shows. Right. And the reason why it's one of my favorite shows is because, like, they find stuff that people don't really care about or want to throw out. Like, some of the stuff they do care about, but some they don't. And it's mm-hmm. just, for me, it's just, like, it blows me away. But I still feel the same kind of rush when it comes to bobbleheads because I'll tell you, more often than not, I mean, what, okay, your collection, what was it, 200 plus? Uh, no, I'm. I, I think I've had more than that at certain times, but but I'm probably down to, like, 130 of them right now. And that's been, like, a conscious decision to kind of retain value in my collection the older i've gotten the, the the one thing is i love to do this and this is for me but ultimately i, I again part of the way that i can justify it is a, a dad and and a husband and trying to be a you know a provider in the family is like okay th- there's a lot of money in these things that i have behind me but like it's 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 got to be an investment that my family can take care of. If, if I, you know, if, if I'm dead and gone, if my kids don't want this, like this can, <laughs> as silly as it is to say, they can pay for like years of college for my kids, what I have. Right. So yeah, it's kind of, it, you know, it's, it's funny like that. So, um, people don't think, and like you said, the value you can find and just kind of, I, I understand that American pickers mentality. It's, it's fun. It's just a, it's a yeah. hobby that doesn't cost you too much. If you're willing to be patient and wait and just kind of pursue, the opportunities and just kind of take it on as a little side hustle everybody's doing it on the internet these days why can't it be bobbleheads people don't realize you know it's crazy okay so my my collection at one point i think it got up to probably about 150 maybe give or take maybe maybe 120 give or take and i've made a conscious effort much like you have to downsize or just keep I, i don't want the fluff i think that's the biggest thing yeah now now we vary, right? Because you, I think, are more of a completist, where you have everything that every bobblehead the Jays have released. Yeah, I just, I kind of did that. So the, the like that was not always my goal. At first, I just wanted to have the players that I really liked, and that's the way I sort of. Once I realized that there were opportunities for people to to buy and sell and trade outside of your normal eBay and these message boards from way back in dial up internet days, like once I could realize you could kind of use it as like currency to kind of upgrade what you wanted. I absolutely pursued that, and um, but like I ended up getting a lot of these cheaper J's stuff for just you know five bucks, ten bucks, and just 
if you keep your eye out for it or if you give somebody something particularly nice that they need and they give you you know eight or ten of them my good buddy jimmy has helped me out with a lot of that stuff and you know so eventually it got to a point when i got back into really collecting uh a lot more than before like three or four years ago and i found these facebook groups which is kind of the genesis of me building this like much more uh centralized collection and like devote yeah so like um, I would never have pursued a lot of these on my own. I missed out on certain games. I never thought I'd find ones that are rare to season ticket holders and ones that weren't released. And we can get into some different cool things like that. But um, yeah, once you get to a certain point in your collection, then I think that completionist took over. But it wasn't my intention. And it just so happens that I have all the Blue Jay ones that I sort of want, save a few. And if you're listening to, I'm going to drop it at the end of this episode. I'll pay you good money. So that'll be my pitch well, for myself. Let's get into it because... We, we probably should talk about the different types of bobbleheads that they are. Um, so you said earlier, um, it's called a stadium giveaway or an SGA, as people call them. And that's most commonly what people see is that give or take um, 20, 000, first 20,000 fans will get this bobblehead. And that's that's super common. And there, But there's also different layers to that. So there's ones for uh, people who are part of uh, flex packs or season ticket holders and there's there's ones that just go to spring training like there's different degrees of bobbleheads as well as different affiliations where you go down into the minor leagues and if you're looking at low a high a double a triple a ball each tier of those organizations also release bobbleheads yeah yeah for sure and the, and that's where the that's where the super nerd fan, like we're going to get deep now, folks, if you're not still with us, like, hang on, like, cause <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> this is a, uh, you know, yeah, exactly. The, I think when you start to get into the, I find that people who tend to gravitate to this particular collectible do have an addictive reality or an obsessive compulsive. And it's not, that's not a criticism. That's just the reality. Like we have a, a little vice anyways. And so, yeah, you start to look into it further. How do I attain this? And then, you know, you're right. Um, basically the value and i was talking about you know my collection being worth like you know several mortgage payments it's just like the reason that is is because of supply and demand the amount of quantity released over time popularity of the player uh era um uh, you know and then it goes yeah for sure it goes on and on and on and on and then like yeah like you said like some people particularly they, they value certain minor league giveaways because you know they'll only give out 300 of them 500 a thousand 2000 whatever it is compared to if you go to the major league stadium i'd say on average you're looking at at least 10,000 plus up to 35 you know or all the fans or what yeah. you know so there's variables and and so you gravitate towards the ones that were either a limited release uh, uh to a certain group and that's sort of the market it becomes a very much a free market system and uh just so happens that we're both based in toronto and uh our fans are the craziest of all of them um when I joined um, the Facebook group, and I'll promote it right now, this Canadian Bobbleaholics, uh, it's a Facebook group that uh, myself and a couple of uh, some other good friends and colleagues kind of in the collecting community, we try and facilitate a place where people can buy, sell, trade, raffle, all of these uh, collectibles. And it seems to be like a really cool vibe amongst the people that really uh, are into this ho hobby. But, you know, you, you go through that and you just like you when I joined those groups, uh, it was just a real eye opener 
as to the value that I had because I'd always collected it for fun. That was a real shift in the way that I collect and it's interesting. And I guess over time, it's like if you're going to stay collecting the same thing for almost 20 years, you kind of have to have different reasons to continue. Otherwise, it gets stale. But like I, I get back in here and then I realize I'm like, holy smokes, this some of the stuff I have is worth like far more than I ever thought it would be. And I have multiples of it and I see these people buying, selling and trading. And it's all like an organic community of people who just want to grow their collections and like, you know, get these cool new releases and work out deals and group. Like, it's just, it's really cool. So like you, you go through that and you, and that really changed my focus from like, okay, I just, I don't want to just collect the players I like or the cool stuff or whatever. No, I want to like build something where I can have like a valuable sports collectible because, because it is that, that number one giveaway across the major leagues. It is that like kind of weird Renaissance that happened 20 years ago and seems to come in cyclical things and people line up for hours beforehand. And like, if you're a sports fan, you know, the way that people like bobbleheads are not unfamiliar to you if you're, if you're a decent sports fan. So it is a, you know, it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting group of collectors. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's just really cool, man. Uh, I think yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, to me, if you're a sports fan, you want to collect, you want to collect for cheap. To me, it's the number one place that you want to be, but uh, you know. All right. So Mike, let's, let's talk about specifically the, um, the types of bobble types of giveaways that we're going to, we're going to like talk about, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to be available for people like stadium giveaways. SGAs are, they're a great way for, to get people into the game, but yeah. most, there is a, incredible residual value to yes. SGAs on the, on let's, let's just call the marketplace. Like any type of second seller uh, platform. Yeah. Internet you're gonna, marketplace. You're going to find yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it's incredible. I mean, even if you were to look at something like um, a couple of years ago, the blue Jays released an apron that looked like the blue Jay uniform yeah. and they gave it away. Okay, I'm I'm looking at one right now in the studio. It is the Toronto Blue Jay Snuggie that was last worn by my three year old um, as a cape. But it's it's something cool like that. I I think that was twenty bucks. I think the apron was fifteen dollars. Now these aren't breaking the bank. These are like fun little things. But side note, like you look at some of these bobbleheads, they're up as as much as eighty dollars after the game's done. It's yeah. insane. It really is, and that's the thing. And, and so I think a lot of us uh, in the collecting game, again, and I think mostly, I mean, certainly some people are driven by profit. I've made my fair share of money off of collecting, and I will not shy about how I do it or whatever, but to me it's almost like a little side hustle like i said before like it's just it's something to do and it's fun and i can in to me it's all about collecting for free you reinvest in the hobby you make money off of going to these games early bringing your family getting four or five extras and then either selling them for 70 80 bucks when you paid 20 dollars for the ticket or trading them for something you need i really think that that's the way to to do this um but yeah no it's it's crazy man and it usually has to do with the the quantity given out the quality of the player uh, the success of the team uh, and the market in general. Uh, and again, here up in Canada, the Blue Jays, uh, I think it's the dominant market, which is funny for uh, for a hockey nation uh, or people would call yeah. it, but I would say Blue Jays kind of rule the this particular realm. So um, you have your regular season games, uh, sort of giveaways. Then yep. we're looking at like, there's also like a tier of a li- slightly more exclusive giveaways that they give to season ticket holders or flex pack buyers. Now, yep. There, the residual value isn't as great as I thought it would be, but it's still better than an average giveaway bobblehead. 
Yeah, what I would say is it's cyclical too. Um, it happens sort of as the, the team gets better or there's a reason for more people to have eyes on the uh, the team. For example, like we have some pretty young, uh, exciting talent on the Major League roster in Toronto for the first time in a long time. And I think that that will sort of pick the mark up, market up because you'll get people that will uh, want uh, the Vladimir Bichette, you know, collectibles and stuff like that. So uh, I think that you, I think, I, I think you're at the beginning of a, a turn in the market, just from what I've seen as the team gets better, people invest in the hobby, the the commodities go up and people are able to kind of uh, get more value out of it one way or, or the other. But um, yeah, those certainly are, are more exclusive. Um, but also I've noticed that other teams in other markets do like little special ticket giveaways where they only do like 3000 of them. So it's, I really feel like one of the main determining factors is quantity based when it comes to stadium giveaway collectibles and even uh, retail sales. Cause I think a lot of the people that will listen to this and have never been to a, a giveaway game, they'll have seen bobbleheads when they go into a sports shop. Like any, I think if you go into any sports shop anywhere in North America, uh, you're going to see a couple of bobbleheads of the local team's best player. Right. So, um, when it comes, when it, when it comes down to like, so there's really a lot of, out of them, of them out there. And when the market is sort of like just over flooded with what, you know, 30,000 giveaways as opposed to 2000 giveaways of a, of a, you know, of a Vlad junior, who's a really good player, then inherently the demand is different. And like, that's where the, the value takes place. So whether it be season ticket holder, uh, flex pack whatever that was back in the day now it seems to be more special tickets they've kind of transitioned the way they do it you buy a specific ticket it costs you a little bit more money but it gets you a bobblehead of a limited quantity that we as collectors know will be worth more money than what you paid for that ticket it's just the nature of the way we do it um, and certainly something that I try to take full advantage of I'm happy to usually pay for somebody to come to a game this is how you this is how I'll do it I'll pay for somebody to come to a game friends family whatever come enjoy the game with us sit there and have the ticket I take your bobblehead i paid between 10 and 35 40 dollars for that ticket depending on what sporting event i'm seeing in toronto and i know that i'm going to get more value out of that in trader sale so it really has become for the hardcore collector like a mandatory thing like you hey who's coming with me hop on i'll buy your ticket now mike is there something where we, we talked about like a regular stadium giveaway mm-hmm. then you have your specialty tickets giveaway but is there something more special than that? Like, is there, like, I, I am under this understanding of the Halodome being like a season, uh, sorry, not not a season ticket holder, like a, a preseason ticket, regular season ticket holder giveaway or something like that, where there's only like three thousand made. I, I'm blown away by that. Such a small quantity of bobblehead. So what I would so first of all the holiday one from what I know and, and my memory's a little sketchy because it was like 2003 2004 I never thought I would get that one at that point in collecting it was only for flex pack people which I couldn't afford because I was just a late late high school early college student or um, season ticket holder so there was a limited quantity I don't know how many exactly were given out of that but that always felt unattainable to me they used to keep it in this glass case at the Sky Dome of all the things that happened in 2003 and 2004 for years I'd walk by it. And when I see there, and I just be like, oh, I wish I could get that. And then once I realized the internet, you know, 15 years later, the internet, you can collect whatever you want. I got it like immediately within a couple of weeks of joining these groups, right? So it's just funny how that changed. But um, I would say that beyond your normal one like that, I mean, I think, I think 
the bump in value comes for a couple different reasons. It's the first one of the Blue Jays ever really did of that type where it was a flex pack or season ticket holder giveaway. So probably not as many made it into the wild in collecting. Um, and I also think that like, so beyond that, like any of those ones seem to carry a couple hundred dollars worth of that. Yeah. For, if you're listening and your parents or grandparents used to be season ticket holders, go visit your grandparents or parents as soon as this virus is over, because it's really important that you check your attic and see that you might be sitting on a couple grand worth of stuff. Cause you're looking at a minimum of $200 pretty much per piece of a season ticket holder or, uh, you know, whatever blue Jays giveaway. But beyond that, if you're getting those other ones, the Vernon Wells wall catch is a, is a, is a pretty high value item that was only given away at the spring training in a certain year, I think it was like 2006 or something like that. And then, uh, oh, the, I didn't know they, that about that. yeah, but I, okay. So I got my Vernon Wells actually, I got it way back when I think it was 2007. They were selling the ones that they didn't give away to the, to the season ticket holders, uh, in spring training the year before. Cause they didn't have any of them cause the team was terrible. Uh, and they were selling them at the sky dome shop for $25 a pop for fast forward, like, 11 years and I joined this Facebook group and I post this picture of this Vernon Wells bobblehead being like, Hey, does anybody want to trade it for like something better? And somebody messages me and like, so I get like a hundred messages in an hour and I'm like, okay, this is worth way more than I realized. And my, like my mind sort of just blows. I can't believe how much my collection is worth. And it's worth like 700 bucks at the time. And it's just crazy. And, you know, I end up getting like a whole bunch of stuff that I want from my collection that really fed, you were talking to me about earlier why I was a completionist. It was almost that trade that I did that I'm like, Holy Mm. crap crap i have so much stuff that people want there, it's crazy there's something right? there's something there yeah and then beyond that i would say just to cap this you know conversation is the elusive the i would think that more often than not in most markets the, the games where um there was a planned giveaway and then it didn't end up coming to fruition for whatever reason usually players traded or whatever uh and in the blue jays market it's frank thomas um there was a giveaway schedule i think two or three days before the game he was traded and they didn't end up giving up the bobbleheads at the game they held on to them in their blue jay storage and then there's lots of reasons why some of them made it into the wild usually employees getting them or internal promotions or yada 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 but you can speak to it you know you see one of those on our on our uh, collectors groups and you're looking at pretty much 700 dollars plus all day every day and that's just mind-blowing really you know yeah. that's when that's when people stop looking at me for being weird and being like whoa dude <laughs> you know yeah what am i missing here yeah exactly what, what always kind of connects me to the fever that is bobblehead collecting is be now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a statement, and it's not like an earth-shattering statement or anything, but I just want to put it out there that before collecting vinyl was like a, a hipster thing to do, my buddy Steve got me into it just because he was a huge fan, and I admired his passion for it very much like I admired your passion for bobblehead collecting. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I mean, that is pretty cool. Uh, like, I, you know, vinyl was good, but even like, the time that I was getting into it was even before, you know, iTunes was a, like a viable thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I got into it and then I bought uh, like a, a small collection of, that I was very happy with for next to nothing. And then three, four years later, every hipster and his, and his, you know, gay uncle are going through crates trying to find vinyl. And I'm thinking to myself, I just got, like, I just got my collection set. Like I got all my classics that I love. I got yeah. some things I didn't know I was going to love, but bobblehead in a, is a lot like that where it's, it, I, I don't know if we're in the peak of bobblehead collecting because now you can buy vinyl for cheap again. It's not the the nostalgia kick that it was um, four or five years ago. So do you think we're, where do you think we are in that bobblehead 
um, mm. timeline? Are we at the pinnacle? Are we like are we in the no, middle somewhere? No, I think I think we're a little past the peak. To be honest with you, I, again, for I think Toronto, it's, yes, yes, I think it's cyclical again. I think it comes in waves. I think that what I saw, <clears throat> having started from the beginning of the stadium giveaways, I, th- I saw like a a huge spike initially, and then it tapered off, and then again, it's market specific. I I truly believe that it's a unique niche item, but um, sports it, sports collectibles as a whole is a huge huge collectible market right up there with movies and music and all you know celebrity stuff basically and, and so um a lot of people excuse me they they, they understand um how the bobblehead can tie into a lot of sports fans and a lot of exposure that way but I, again people i'd say that your average sports fan doesn't realize the inherent value in them. I, think, I think that's the kind of the key and, it, and and again it's so market specific we just happen to live in a place where there's 35 million you know fans that watch the blue jays and they're all nuts um and even how you know we're we're passionate sports fans in canada i think we can confidently say that as a as a community of fans, whether it's basketball, you know, hockey or baseball, I'd say is the main ones. Um, you know, uh, so I, I think, I think it will come again in waves. I think we are sort of at, I think we're past the peak of things being ridiculous value. I think that that might normalize like way down the line, the way that the six, the ones that were made in the 1960s are now worth quite a bit, you know, here in our, in our time. So I think that that might come back like the ones that you and I collected, you know, five or 10 years ago, we got that Robbie Alomar, maybe, you know, maybe that will spike, you know, but it'll be long-term and it'll be in our latter years. Um, But uh, I think that, you know, it really does depend on the market. And I think particularly for Blue Jays fans, we're going to hit a little peak here right now too. And it'll be mostly with the value of the newer stuff. I think it'll just be really hot for a while because we've got a good, good, good young crop of players. And I, I, I believe in the core for the first time in a long time. And uh, I, I can't wait for that JP and Sebia bobblehead to finally be worth what some people think it is. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. I think it'll go up to $7 in no time. Buddy. Yeah. You know, it won't sit at five for much longer. Don't worry. So I, yeah. So uh, some of the other aspects I want to talk about is like when you, when you're talking to someone who maybe you're new to, like I, I know when I deal with a client, but when the topic of bobbleheads come up more, like more specifically, I'll give you an example. I had a client in my chair and uh, I, I was trying to explain to him this fascination I had. I'm like, you know, I, I have like, I have like some wacky collections of my own and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I, I'm like, I really enjoy sports memorabilia. And, he, and they're like, oh yeah, like, like every single guy. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, I was like specifically bobbleheads. And they're like, what? I'm <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I really like bobbleheads. And I'm like, oh, like, uh, like those dolls. I'm like, no, okay, first of all, yeah. get it. Yeah, course, first of all, man. do you want your ear cut off? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and, but it's like, I don't know if there's like a huge stigma. It's not like those weird people that collect like uh, those little spoons from all over the world, those little teaspoons from all over the world. I, I, I don't, like I don't it's know. Like, it's like almost like a generational spoon. Like, first of all, those are harmless little Italian and, and, and English ladies. So don't worry. It's a European yeah, sure. old ladies that collect spoons. So yeah. they, they can – I feel like that stimulates the economy. That keeps tons of gift shops in the airport of business. So, um, yes. But no, I. you know what? I, I – I've always approached it like I at first I I think once I started to really like talk about it in public cuz again I like I just kind of go for myself and I didn't realize that it was more talking amongst my friends at first that were sports fans. So once I felt comfortable about talking with them about it cuz like you're right again it's man dolls that's what they are to me and I don't mean to disrespect the women out there because ultimately like there's some great women that we've met in the hobby but I mean they're dolls of men, right? And to me they remind me of action figures right. which were things that I 
a lot of boys played with growing up. So like, um, I, I, I don't, once I got comfortable with that and my friends are like, I could, to me, it was a reason to bring my friends to the, to the game too. Right. So like, it's always grown again, it's grown organically within my love of sports. So I've never been particularly ashamed. Some people will look at me like cross-eyed and stuff like that, but like, I really don't care because again, it's something that I really enjoy. I don't, I don't expect to recruit anybody again. If you just, if you want a free ticket, holler at me. But other than that, like it, it's not, I don't, I don't quite understand why people look down. I, I feel like that's an insecurity thing, right? So I've always looked at it that way. Like I'm real, I really like these things. Not many other people do. I think you're missing out, and I think it's a great way to see sports and make a bit of a bit of cash on the side. So I'm a, I'm all about it. And once I start to, if people are willing to listen to me beyond the initial like what you collect dolls, then then they'll by the end of the conversation they realize that maybe they should go to a few games and sell a few of these things too, or, you know, like, because like they don't have to be in, I, I really prefer to keep it in the hobby because a, I don't have to give the money to my wife and B I can keep building the collection itself. But a lot of people will just be like, Hey, I can flip one of these. I can basically pay for my tickets by going and getting these and keeping one for myself for safekeeping and, you know, pay for everybody else to have a good time and, you know, some popcorn and some drinks. So I think it's right. uh yeah, once once you justify it to your average person that way, it's not really a big deal. But I've had some people definitely look at me like, "What is wrong with you?" And you just yeah, like, a, I, a few I, things. Yeah. How much time you got is yeah. what's wrong. Yeah, with exactly. Me. Where do you want me to start? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I find that it, it's not my first thing. Like, it, like I mean, we're both happily married. But like, if I was on like um, a dating app and it's like asked to describe yourself, my first thing wouldn't be like tall, dark, and handsome fascination with bobbleheads like right. I, that wouldn't be on my no. account right like no not on the resumes right so no exactly I, like I'm, so it's one of those things you know like um base i think what i think toronto uh fascination with blue jay bobbleheads specifically because i mean the value when you look at the value of a blue jay bobblehead to um maple leaf bobblehead it's yeah. the, the the blue jay ones usually double or more the the cost of whatever someone would sell the leaf one for. But when you look at fandom in the city, I mean, everybody's a leaf fan. So here's where that splits though, because again, I think there every baseball fan in Canada, save a few idiot Yankees and Mariners fans, are Blue Jays fans. Whereas in hockey, Tiger fans. That's fine. Yeah, and that's fine. That's regional. I get that, right? And I guess the Mariners too. But Yankees fans are morons. Um, but. I think in hockey, like there's a lot more pickings, right? So I actually do understand that. I think there's probably more hockey fans than baseball fans on the whole, but I think that the vast majority of baseball fans in, in Canada are Blue Jays fans and that particular market. And baseball games are the ones that have really promoted, baseball as a whole has promoted bobbleheads a lot more than the other major sports too. I think that's, I think that's very fair to say. So uh, I think that um, you're going to find inherently more. It just got tied to baseball. It became a phenomenon in the late late 90s with baseball it blew up you know i remember reading in sports illustrated at the time like about articles about bobbleheads and basically teams were using utilizing it as tools to draw people at the gate because it was really really hot for a while um yeah. and yeah so i, I think that's well, I, just sorry i also think okay so so here, here's I, I got two parts of this mm-hmm. one my train of thought is the re, like the reason why i think blue jay bobbleheads compared i mean other than the raptors who just won a major championship um, just, just because I guess that's the case, I, I feel like the reason that Jay's bobbleheads are so much more expensive, it's, it's for Canada. We always have this, like, 
little brother complex to the states, I feel like it's buying into like the Cooperstown, um, old uh, glory baseball years. Like that, I think I feel like it's a Canadian adaptation of that. It's like a piece of that history. Yeah, that's that's the way I, I like I. I I think about it. I think it's like, okay, like this is like a very American thing. Let's get into it because it's part of baseball's pastime. Even though technically I think football was like the first sport to really get into bobbleheads. Yeah. See, I, my, I think Canadian fans are not very smart when it comes to collecting, to be honest with you. (laughs) I, I, I'm I, I don't know how else to say it. Sorry, friends for who have listened this long, but it's, it makes no sense to me. Why, our stuff costs the high end stuff in our in our particular hobby costs so much. It, it doesn't, and it's market driven. It's a it's a non democrat. Sorry, it's a democratic free market system, and it just kind of like just evolves over time. And why the like the from what I can understand, the quantity of what's available versus the price that's there, it doesn't exist in any other market. And like, yeah, okay, so the blue Blue Jays have the populate like. So the Dodgers are not. I bet I would argue that the Dodgers fan base is probably significantly larger than the Blue Jays fan base, even though it's country versus state, and, and like just the population there. And yet theirs are not worth quite as much. Now they have several, several more. I'd say on the whole that they've given out. So maybe that muddies down the market. But I just think Blue Jays fans are crazy, and that's the, <laughs> that's the long and short of it. I just, I, I can't explain why. Um, the higher and stuff in the Blue Jays catalog costs so much. I don't know why people allow the market to go up that far, but again, um, if I got a couple extra laying around in my closet, I won't uh, turn the the money or the trade away. So, um, just weird. It's just weird. You kind of have to be in yeah. the hobby to really. We're getting into the nitty gritty here, right? But like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just you, weird. You, I I also think too that when when you think about, um, I guess, how many Canadians think about like oh one day i'd like to go to a jays game an sga just might be a way to kind of scratch that itch and tell you they can actually get to a game if they really want to go to a game yeah so maybe that i mean i mean you you want to compare country to state i mean california's got more people the dodgers probably have more people following the dodgers than we have canadians in canada so i mean yeah yeah so um, but whatever. Okay, so I want to get into. Um, I want to talk a little bit about our prize possessions in the in the um, in our collections, and I want to keep it specific bobbleheads, not too much other baseball stuff. But um, I don't know if you want to do a top three or a no, like maybe three of your favorites. Like, they don't have to be the most valuable, but I and say, I know I, I. You know what? I think you should go first because I I'm, I think you probably have a pretty good idea what some of my favorites are, but I'd love to know what some yeah. of your favorites are. So. So just just as well, if we haven't already stated it, Mike has everything. Mike has all the Jays giveaways. Uh, is it just swinging ace that's eluding you? Yeah, and I don't. I can't be bothered to pay twenty five hundred dollars. Yes, that's right, yeah. folks. Twenty five hundred dollars for a ball. Yeah. You know, I, I can't be bought. It, no. it, nor should Anthony, you. If I found it, I would sell it. I, I've I've always said that. It's wow. like it's worth. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If I came across it at a yard sale for like five bucks, twenty bucks, a hundred bucks, how could you? T- like I can't. I'm not. I love retaining yeah, value in my collection, but like that's ridiculous. Like I'll take. But, dude, but that's, that's a trip to Florida. Like that's a, oh, that's a vacation. That's a family memory for a stupid piece of clay. Like give or ceramic. Give me a break. Like yeah, but don't don't you think that it's gonna just go in? Like it's just gonna become more and more how rare. Much? How much higher I can know. you go than twenty five hundred dollars? It's already ludicrous. I, no, if anything, I think it goes right. down. But that's my personal opinion. You're um, right. 
Uh, okay. okay, so here with you. Yeah, so so my favorite three, and in no particular order, we're just talking about stadium giveaways, none of the retails or any okay. other ones. Okay. Um, obviously the Almar because it's it's the snowball that started the Avalanche. Yeah. Um, my favorite player as well, and which is which is crazy. I guess he's now on two bobbleheads, but he was only on one forever. Yeah. But Almar, top three. Um, my Halidome, Halliday in a dome, uh, for so many reasons, a, it's got the sky dome in it. So like that, that's a plus one already. Yeah. Yeah. And then number two, it's like, it's, you know, the blue Jays all time greatest pitcher, uh, yeah. and one of the top, top baseball players or pitchers, you know, whatever. Right. So Halidome is number two. And then I always sway. I always sway on, on like what, what, what else? Because those two, I, the Alomar is it probably hundred bucks, hundred twenty five bucks, maybe. Yeah, but yeah. but the dome, the dome, the hollow dome is like six hundred bucks, or I mean, it's yeah. dropping in price. But let, let's say let's say let's say a hundred and five hundred all day. Yeah, fair that's, enough. That's, yeah, 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 fair enough. So so those are more expensive bobbleheads. So my my third one, which is one of my favorites, um, is the Josh Donaldson uh, throwing the six up. Yeah. So yeah, really quickly, like people who don't know. You know, uh, when the Jays were red hot in 2015 and 16, they would throw up uh, their pinky ring and middle finger on both hands up, making a combined number of fingers being six. And I just love it because it reps Toronto. It feels so like it's so it, it, it's it, Donaldson. I mean, MVP, Silver Slugger, whatever you want. Like you throw out his Blue Jay stats. Like you know, you you gotta love the guy. But yeah. he, he was like a. a um, for long-suffering Jays fans, like we won a trade, we got like we gave up nothing, like literally nothing, and yes. got the league's MVP. And all we had to do is pay him, which is fine. I know <laughs> it's amazing when you think about it, right? Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Um, so yeah, so so I love that repping try. I, I also I also like it because you know it's in the Jays white. Like it just I don't know. I just think it's a great bobblehead. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. Okay, I'll start up with mine then. I'm trying to look through here. It's oh no, so tough, man. I'll, I'll start off with my favorite one, sort of my sentimental favorite being my first one, which is my Billy Koch uh, 2001 wow. Blue Jays giveaway. Yeah, no, dude, it's, you know what? It's worth like 30 bucks. I don't even care, but it really got me motivated to get into that. So, and I really like the old style, um, the ones that came out. It's the, there was a particular manufacturer, Alexander Global Promotions, that did a lot of the, the stadium giveaways in the first four or five years before other companies caught on and started bidding for the contracts. But I like the style that they do. It's retro and most people who collect now don't like it because it's more of like a fatter like caricature style thing but again that's that would be what, me too i would i would agree with that and that's fine but that's what got me into it in the first place right so that was that would be to me the number one i think he did a great job with talking about robbie and um and, and the dock in dome I'll, I'll give a special mention number two to my uh roy holiday cy young giveaway uh one that's my second favorite and it's from uh, so 2004 i didn't go to that game myself but i traded for it later on um and i really like that one i'm minus signed by doc which is just ridiculous plus. and plus, uh, yeah plus. Yeah, exactly. So I'm a big fan of that. Um, and then I would say, lastly, I'm going to cheat a little bit. Uh, I'm going to step outside of the exact Blue Jay Stadium giveaway and get into the minor league giveaway. And I have a set of uh, Vladimir Guerrero, Kevin Biggio, and Bobachets from New Hampshire Fisher Cats that were given away uh, last year. Uh, a three-game three game giveaway it comes together in a perfect triangle of Blue Jays' orgasmic awesome sauce. So um, <laughs> I really like that. And, uh, yeah, I got it signed by Bichette and Bo. So I got 
meet up with Vladdy when all this stuff is over and see if I can get the trifecta. But that's just a, I, I think that set is so clean. And I think anybody should, if they're a Blue Jays fan, they get into this as a result of this hobby. Take a look and see if you can find that before it gets crazy ridiculous because it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. maybe 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 they'll do something like that again at some point yeah i think so and i think uh, even the blue jays might kind of copy it right so 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 that that I, i'm gonna ask you to give me one more because my next question is outside of blue jay sgas and now we're talking like the blue jay families i want i want to get into those ones as well mm-hmm. um but so give me one more of your your sga blue jay only family and then and then give me i, I can give you my follow-up three Sure. Okay. Um, just give me two seconds. Take a look through it. Yeah. To um, lean back behind you in, in, your, yeah. in your awesome man cave. Yeah. You know what? Let's give a shout out to Joey Bats. I really like the Jose Batista 54 home run. Um, mm, nice. Oh, giveaway. Yeah. I know it's minor league, but I think I, maybe I can swap that in as my third and then, and that, and that makes it all work out. So yeah, it's a nice silver slugger, silver bat, black, 2000 late 2000 era blue jays tampa bay's uh, ray style logo um really nicely made nice finish on the home run pose great player a level of excellence bound yeah let's go with joey bats right 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 i like it um i i thought you were going to do the the gray knee pump one that you know i thought they captured so much personality on batista on that one I was like, that, you know, so many bobbleheads, you look at it, you're like, oh, fucking generic, gross. But then mm-hmm. that one, like, that was his personality. Same with Donaldson about throwing up the sixes. Yeah. It's like, that was their personality. They captured that. And now, I think now they're more gravitating towards uh, likeness, I guess you can say. But Yeah, I was okay. thinking of going Kevin Pillar Superman, actually. If, if, if you I, uh, were going to push me, it was in that same, they're right next to each other in my case. I was kind of waffling. So, like, that's yeah, another yeah, that's one. Yeah, okay. that's okay. That's a good Honorable one. mention. Yeah. Um, uh, yes. Okay. So non-SGA. So for for again, if you made it this far, congratulations. But yeah. <laughs> for those non-fans, so like a non-SGA uh, could be like a minor. I guess minor league is still considered, but like a retail or like there's retail companies called uh, Forever Collectibles, Foco. Um, but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go. So I'm, we're talking. We're not talking major league Blue Jays. We're just talking minors, and we'll talk everything else too. Sure. Um, I'm gonna say boldly say number one is the uh, Butterfield Blue Jays, Vladdy Jr., Vladdy Sr. bobblehead. Okay. I mean, a double bobblehead, I only own um, three, and that's one of them. I have that one, the, the Now and Then Cito, which I got for a song, and then um, the other Butterfield manager, can't remember his name right now, Mac and Zach, or so, I don't care. You know, like, you, play, play for the A's. I hate to correct you, but you mean the Dunning Blue Jays. You don't mean the Bluefield Blue Jays, not the Butterfield oh. Blue Jays. Yeah, man. Hey, man. The edible's kicking in. I can't, what can I say? <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, no, that's a great one. I thought about that one as well. I'd already mentioned Vladdy with the uh, with the New Hampshire. So, but that's a solid yeah. one as well. I love it. I love it. I think it's a great likeness of both of them too. They look great. I, I like that one. Um, and then switching over, I, I love the Ace holding up the two World Series trophies mm. and back to backs. Yeah. The only thing that makes that one better is if they actually had on it somewhere or something that said back to back. Because yeah, yeah, that's you know, that's solid. I wish I mean, it was BJ Birdie. If you really want to nitpick, I wasn't going to say. Wow, well done. Up. Yeah, well, because well, it's era based, right? But I understand yeah. why they can't do that stuff. So, yeah, that's a good one. I'm just looking through yeah. the cabinet. You know what's a nice one? Dave Steve. You got Dave Steve. That's a good one too. You know, I I, I was just winking at him and that incredible mustache they put yeah. on them. Oh, it's a great I mean, likeness. Beautiful push broom. Did you see that? Did you see that no hitter that he threw? I remember watching that game as a kid. 
I can I actually I remember, remember watching that game. Part. Junior Felix caught the last ball to get it. Oh, get nice. Well, yeah, I remember it. It's uh, awesome. Yeah, and then is, it, is that right after they traded him, or did they trade him a week later? Because yeah. I remember <laughs> they traded him to Miami. Um, yeah, anyways. Um, and then let's see. Uh, you know, I, I, I this is like a, a weird one, but the Medicine Hat Blue Chase, the Medicine Hat David Wells. Yeah, David Wells, yeah. Uh, yeah, I have the Dave Wells. I, I always, I always kind of liked Dave Wells as a pitcher, and okay. he was kind. And then, but I loved him as as not a Jays pitcher. Like when he was a Yankee pitcher, and he was just like slamming beers and hot dogs and like cursing at the media. I'm like, where was this fucking guy? Yeah. Where, where was like this like Stone Cold of the of fucking fat baseball players? I know, right? So, yeah, that's and, funny. But um, yeah, and they gave props, so I'm pretty, I was pretty impressed by that. I was saying I'm gonna throw one more in. I always like the way the Reed Johnson Blue Jays looked. I, I, what? Just, yeah, you don't like the way it looks. It's a nice pose. It's a good like. Yeah, bunt. He's bunting. Yeah, that's what he used to do. He used to watch. Dude, I, maybe I was the only one watching games when Reed, Reed Johnson played because they were pretty <laughs> terrible. Back then. But that, I thought it was a good pose, a good likeness. Uh, no, I'm down with it. It's well made. Yeah, and you you already touched on it. Um, your Cy Young Halliday, um, I, I I love that one too. And it's kind of got like that different like green plaque as opposed to all the other ones are black or white or blue. Yeah, I think they um, went with a different manufacturing during, during that time, so a little bit different. You're right. Yep. Likeness is very good as well. Yep. Um, but the the Donaldson MVP, which I I have to actually give props to you because I was so mad that I couldn't get to that game, and I remember talking to you about it. You're like, you sent me a message. You're like, dude. Pizza Nova was it Pizza Nova? Yeah, yeah Pizza, Pizza, Pizza Nova, Nova yeah. has them. Um, uh, if you run, if you order the pizza, nine bucks or whatever, twenty bucks, whatever they want for it. And I was like, I right after work, I, I flew there. Dude, it's the exact same I was, one. I don't even understand why I lined up at the game. As soon as I realized that, I'm like, man, I could have just ordered a pizza. Like, what a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but you didn't know that beforehand. No, right? no, no, no. They told you like a couple days afterwards. So yeah, I think that one's great. Got the MP, MVP sign in the back, which is great. Like, I love the brag. Uh, they got yeah. silver slugger plus the plaque, and I love when they when they're actually able to do like a, a plus one on the bobble. So like in this case, him holding the plaque and the silver yeah. bat or the yeah. gold glove, like the Martin uh, the Stroman gold glove one. Like I, I think that's great. That's no, good. I like it, man. You want to give me any minors or anything like that? Uh, let's see. What else have I got here? You know, I will say, I, I, I don't have a lot of Dunedin outside of it, but I do like the, the DJ the DJ minor oh. that they have, the the, uh, the mascot for the for the Dunedin Blue Jays. Um, man, you know what? I try to keep it on major leagues. You can get really out of hand, and I think that's kind of how I'll cap this part. It's just like, you can get, like, collecting, you really got, as for obsessive people, You to me, it's, it's really important to focus your collection, because as you well know, you can really pop off and get a whole bunch of stuff and really go, and if that's your thing, fine, no problem, right? Like, I, I don't, but for me, it's like just space and like being able to just pursue a couple things at a time as, as opposed to like really blowing up. I, I've seen some wonderful collections that are, you know, a thousand, you know, cool bobbleheads. And that's great for people that have the time and the, and, and the space to do it. But for me, I, I just really try and focus it now. It just helps me focus on other things that I want to collect as well, or just other places I want to spend my money. So, yeah, I think so too. I, I, I have to believe that quality over quantity is, is always a good thing. So it's why like, two years ago I started thinning on my collection and I probably still have 10 that I'm trying to get rid of. 
it's a personal credo, but at the same time, I always love seeing the big collections. I, I, I appreciate there's some amazing collections in our Facebook group and like hats off, hats off to them. They're holding the torch for those of us who've had big ones before and just kind of need to slim down over time. But there's some, Oh, just amazing. If you ever, you know, get in touch with the, with, with Anthony here at the podcast, if you're actually a collector and you're just coming across us by chance, cause we got some cool little groups and avenues that you can find to really build in your collection for those interested. Totally. Um, okay, Mikey, uh, let's call this one. Do you have anything you want to add about bobbleheads? Like, I mean, I feel like we could probably go for another 20 or 30, but I don't want to kill everybody. Yeah, no, I think it's a good way to end it. I just think that it's, uh, you know, everybody's got a cool way of, of, of capturing whatever passion it is you have outside of, uh, you know, your family and other things that you got to do. And, and, and just how it so happens that this one that you and I friends from outside for other reasons, uh, happen to focus on it. It's cool that we could get here to chat about it. And again, for the last time, I'll just say Canadian bobble holics on facebook group reach out to us there's other ones uh, for american viewers give anthony a shout and uh, you know i'm sure we can hook you up as well but yeah really cool sure. really really cool place to continue. we always we're always looking for new members to come and uh, help build the hobby it's a lot of fun good people too all right mikey um you, i mean you nailed it i i just have to say like this it there is like i could be doing heroin but instead <laughs> right so Dude, completely legit yes yeah so I'm just gonna put that out there, and it's like you know I'm not I'm not smoking meth. I'm not I'm not, you know I'm not pimping out anybody. Like I, all I'm doing is collecting like these these fucking head shakers, and so, I just need someone to agree with me, and that's why I love bobbleheads. Yeah, um, boy. So anyway, yeah, man. Well, thank you for doing this. The first episode of Collections. Hopefully, we'll do some more of these. This is again something we want to do for a long time. This is your first time checking out the Not After Thirty podcast. This podcast has a bunch of things on it, including Aaron Chalupa and the Opera Throat Clear, the Midnight Owl with Tim Carr, where he goes deep into the supernatural and occult from an amateur point of view. And then we also have a brand new podcast on the feed. Wow, I had mustard. New John DeNoir, Ball Walker. They bring around Milky Cabrera, not that Milky Cabrera, another Milky Cabrera, and a guy named Gooby check them out they'll be coming up soon mike thank you so much for your time today brother oh thanks for having me man be well all the best to you and your family yeah go jays go and let's keep collecting let's talk again soon peace yeah brother bye